<laughs> Go again. Three, two, one, five. All right, welcome back. You are listening to a special edition of the podcast Movement for Life. My name is JR. I'm here with my sidekick, my co-host, Colby. How are you doing, Colby? What's up, guys? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And we have a special guest this week. We have somebody who I've known for five and a half years. He's been a coworker, a friend, a training partner. And I was thinking just the other day how many hours we have spent in the gym together, kind of like therapy session, so to speak. A lot of that. So um, without further ado, we have Vince Pavia. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you're saying it right. Pavia, Pavia, depends on what part of the country or world you're in. I actually didn't know that's how you said it until we went to Masters Championship because I always said Pavia. That's what I thought it was. So I got corrected. So Another common pronunciation. Okay, awesome. Um, Well, welcome to the podcast, Vince. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, and where we can find you? Yeah, of course. Um, Thanks for letting me join you guys here. Uh, My name is Vince Pavia. I'm a strength and conditioning coach with a USA weightlifting and CrossFit background. I guess they call me kind of a hybrid person. I started lifting weights with my dad when I was 12. He had one of those old concrete plastic sets of weights, and he taught me how to bench press and curl. And, uh, you know, I played competitive sports throughout high school, football and baseball. That turned me into, you know, a gym rat. You know, I started bodybuilding in my teenage years, and I comp- competed, you know, on an amateur level in my early 20s. And then I found weightlifting and CrossFit, and that's gotten us here today. Welcome to the podcast. Love it. Um, I I want to know something related to CrossFit. We're, we're here because of 24.1. Before we talk about 24.1 and you tell us what we're about to do, I want to know something that you do not want to see in the open this year. And then once you tell us that, I want to know what, what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah, that's, those are great questions already. I mean, what I don't want to see in the open. I know this answer. (laughs) Handstand walking, of course. I know we're going to see that in quarters. Uh, That's definitely one of my goats. One of the things that I struggle with the most, uh, you know, we're already getting burpees this first week, so I'm glad we're going to knock that one out of the way. And, you know, from what I understand, we're not going to be having any floor planning, so there's no running, none of the shuttle runs. I'm not, you know, a big fan of the shuttle runs, but since we're going to avoid that, as long as we can get through the handstand walking through the open, I think I'm pretty good with just about anything else. Yeah. All right. So what, what is uh, 24.1? Tell us what, what it is. What do we got? 24.1 is 21.15.9 dumbbell snatches and burpees over the dumbbell with a little addition this year. Uh, there's The 21 is going to be four times, the 15 is going to be four times, and the 9 is going to be four times. So, you know, the, the dumbbell snatches are all going to be on one side followed by the burpees over the dumbbell. And then you're going to, you know, the left side for 21 reps and then the burpees over the dumbbell. And you'll go through that, through the 15s and the 9s as well. So So that's our our 24.1 this year, which I kind of like. I kind of like it. It's got a, uh, 
you know, the feel of 21.2 or it was, I think, originally 17.1 with the dumbbell snatches and the burpees over the box, which we've had a couple of yeah. times. And now I think yeah. this, this variation to me is a, is a better variation because you're not having to jump over that box. Yeah. But you're going to have to make sure that you show that you're jumping over that dumbbell. Yeah. So, the you, know, your foot placements. It, you know, like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, ha- yeah. I'm happy you're jumping over a dumbbell than a, that box. I redid Absolutely. that workout literally this week and jumping over a box really sucks. So I'm really glad we we're did that yesterday. Over. We got that covered. We did so many of those yesterday. Sure All did. right. So now that we know what the workout is, um, let's, let's break this down as far as strategy goes. So we're going to start with Vince. Um, how would you suggest to your members a, a way that we can attack this? Obviously, it's going to vary based on skill level, but you know, how would you suggest that someone breaks this down to find the most success? we got 15 minutes to do this in, so it's absolutely doable if you approach it the correct way. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's going to always be contingent upon the athlete and where they're at and their skill set. You know, for, for the advanced athletes, you know, you're trying to hang on to the dumbbell unbroken through all of these sets and find a pace with the burpees that you can accelerate as you go through, you know, your 21, 15, nine, you know, ideally you're starting out at a, a maintenance pace through the 21s and you're picking up speed as you go through this workout, you know, for, you know, athletes that are, I would say intermediate level or some of the masters athletes or people, you know, I throw myself in this category too, you know, that this isn't a great wheelhouse workout for me. This is a big conditioning piece and it's about maintaining a good pace throughout. So, you know, for that group, I would say it's going to be, it's going to behoove you to break up the dumbbell snatches. Maybe you're going 11 and 10 on the 21s, nine and six on the 15s, and you just hang on for the nines. That's a good uh, point. But those burpees are where a lot of the time is going to be, be made up there. So, you know, still, even for that group, trying to maintain a good pace that you can maintain with those burpees throughout the workout with a little crescendo on the nines, trying to really push towards the end. I like that. I like the, the idea of starting off, um, you know, you got to settle in it also, if you make a conscious effort to settle in at a slower pace, which is so hard for folks. Um, but it pays off in the end. Absolutely. Colby, what about you? What is your strategy? How would you suggest members attack this? Yeah, I think, Vince did a good job kind of distinguishing between that that advanced athlete and an intermediate athlete. I I'm I'm gonna say that you're probably gonna I, I'm thinking that the advanced athletes are gonna have to push the the burpees. Um I also think that the athletes that are that are borderline intermediate to advanced, um you want to go unbroken on those snatches. And then I might even think of stepping, jumping back and then stepping up, um, on the, on the burpees before you jump over. Yes. Um, I think that'll slow you down just enough to not overdo it. Yes. Um, I I think the high level advanced athletes, like you're going to, you're going to jump the entire time. I'm probably not even going to jump the entire time. I don't think I'm going to go in that six minute range. Um, (laughs) so I think that if, that if uh, I step up, that'll be great. But I think for most people, just like Vince said, majority of your time is going to be spent on those burpees. 
So I think stepping back and stepping forward for 90% of the people that are going to be doing this will be a way that they can control a heart rate and have a, actually have an opportunity to finish this workout. Um, I think that if they step those uh, burpees, there's also a chance that they could there's they're going to be enough time between their snatches that they can actually do those snatches unbroken as well. I I know that um Adler had kind of mentioned grip. He's like, you know, we're not used to holding the dumbbell in one hand for so long. Yes. Um I think because he was going so fast that became an issue, but for our athletes that are going to be taking significantly more time on those 21 burpees, I think that a, a grip will be less of an issue to try to break it up. Um, but I think that it would still, I think it could be done to finish this workout, stepping all of your burpees and taking a break at 11, 10, eight, seven on snatches as well. So I think you can still finish. So if you're, so if you're worried, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to finish, I think it could be done stepping all of your burpees, obviously jumping over the, the dumbbells, but stepping down, stepping up, um, and then taking a break on your snatches. Um, if you can keep your heart rate down and be able to keep moving, I think you can do this under 15 minutes. 90 and 90 is not an undoable number. So how so. do you, or how difficult do you find it to cue your members to take that first set of 21 snatches slower? Um, I had mentioned earlier that this is going to be very different for a lot of people because for so many of our members, they've never did single side snatches. They're used to transferring from one side to the next. So we get a quote unquote break as we go from left to right. But also for those beginner intermediate folks who don't have a really good handle on quickly transferring from the left to right side, you see a lot of them come down. They switch their grip to the other dumbbell very slow, or maybe they set the dumbbell down on the ground and then they pull it up. Now it's all in one hand. So then they're going to be moving through those reps much faster than they're used to, and it's going to feel okay. So do you find it hard to keep your members at a slower pace or do you see that they just go in and like, you know, you know, we see members that, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have this plan. And then as soon as they move and they throw that out the window and like, oh, this feels great. Like this never felt so good. And they continue on. We'll start with Vince. What do you think? Yeah. Again, it's going to be per the individual, you know, like most coaches know their athletes well enough to kind of give them a game plan going in their tendencies. Some people that some of your athletes that like to go out really hot. I think a lot of this can be, you know, kind of addressed in the warm up. You know, if yep. you're doing a really good warm up and you give them an idea, a smaller sample, like, you know, five snatches on the right side and you're doing three burpees over and then five on the left and three yep. over that way you can kind of help them set their pace. But really like, this is really a coach's job to know your athletes yeah. and be like, your 21s need to be three sets of seven. Your 21s, you can go unbroken. You need to go 11 and 10. And so, you know, for maybe some of the newer athletes that you're not too familiar with, you know, you can kind of decide between the two of you. And at the end of the day, you know, we all have these athletes that, that we coach. And then once the timer goes down, three, two, one, everything goes out the window and they're <laughs> doing what they're going to want to do anyway. Yes. Agreed. Colby, what do you think? Yeah, the other thing that I just actually thought of too, when we're talking about these snatches and slowing, slowing down snatches, is like some of those beginner intermediate, that 50 pound dumbbell slash 35 pound dumbbell, that actually might be like super heavy. Yeah. Um, like we've had some female athletes that 
that have probably never used a 35 pound dumbbell, but they might use it in this workout to get some reps as an RX. Um, so I, th I think really had talking with some of your athletes and saying, Hey, should you try to do some reps at 35 pounds today and try to get through, you know, the 21, 21 and have that be the first time you've ever used 35 pounds, or should we be using that? Um, I, th I think the scaled is 15 or 20, 35 and 20, 20 pounds for that scaled weight and make it feel light again, like those, um, intermediate advanced athletes and same for males. We've definitely had a, a group of males that are used to using that 40, 45 pound dumbbell yeah. and are maybe like teetering on that edge of like, Oh, since it's an open workout, do I try to use the, the 50 pound dumbbell? Um, and I think that those are people that, you know, I, I just make the assumption like, Oh, we're going to muscle snatch every single one of these. But somebody who it's going to be heavy for, like you're probably popping yourself underneath that dumbbell for every single dumbbell snatch, and it's probably going to be a lot slower. So breaking it up for those athletes is going to be a lot easier. It's not going to feel super fast. Yeah. Um, it's if those beginner athletes use the lighter weight and they start muscle snatching, that's when they're going to get like blown away by the heart rate. They're like, this is way faster than what right. I normally do. Um, because normally I put it down, switch arms, pick it up, yeah. put it down, switch arms, pick That's it up. That's definitely going to be a factor didn't... that we see that we don't normally see as a result of the single arm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be some conversations of should you be what weight should you be using, 20 or 35 yeah. for the ladies or 35 or 50 for the, the guys? Well, I like what Vince, um, Vince mentioned. I think it's really important that we have, you know, we have two different groups that are going to go tomorrow for all the gyms. We have the ones who are going to come into class and is going to get a full warm up. It's a full 60 minutes where we're going to guide them and we get a lot of conversation. But then the Friday night light folks that come in, you know, like they're going to be kind of on their own and we have to make sure that we walk around and we're hitting those folks because there's going to be some of those newer athletes that are coming in and having to warm themselves up, unfortunately. So these are conversations that we need to have and offering them like, Hey, you need to get in there and do like a, a, a round of like five to seven with the burpees. And it, it does give them a good perspective because they're going to feel like, Oh, this is going to be okay. A little bit more difficult than I thought. Get their heart rate up. Plus it's really good to get that heart rate up before you know, we do that workout so they don't come in with a low heart rate. It's already up a little bit. I think that helps. Um, okay. So have a next question. How are you going to approach those members who have lower back issues where normally we would have them stay down low and try to jump over in that kind of hunched over position. However, we know that if they stand all the way up, it's going to kind of slow mm. their time down. So we'll start with Colby this time. How are you going to uh, approach that? Cause we do have members here at Oxnard who, you know, when it comes to shuttle runs, they, they don't even opt to touch the floor because it really, it creeps up on them and their back issues very quickly. Yeah, the the dumbbell snatch and and the burpee are going to turn way more into like a squat motion versus a um a hinge motion. You you watch the really really fast people basically just do like standing bent over snatches um with almost like a straight leg. It's going to be a complete opposite for somebody with a a low back. Um they're going to be in that super low position or a bent knee position for the snatches really upright chest. And then same thing for those, um, those, uh, burpees over the dumbbell. I'm going to say that instead of like hopping to like a high hip, they're going to go to a, a bent knee position and then like hop over from a bent knee position. Um, 
that's if they're going to be fast. If they're going to be slow, like you, you better stand up. Like yeah. you're going to stand up between all of your reps. I mean, I would definitely uh, cue the people who have a, a, a bad back, just stand up. Yep. Yeah. You, yeah. Better stand up between all of those reps. It's going to give just even a, an extra second of temporary relief on the low back for not having to be under, under load or under work is going to make a big difference for those guys. All right, Vince, what do you think? Yeah, I love this question. And, and the, as soon as you said the low back blowing up, it just reminded me of, you know, the first time that dumbbell came out with a snatch and the burpee over the box. In 2017, I remember I did that workout four times from the Ooh. start of Friday to Monday trying to improve. And it was, it was always a conditioning issue for me, but my back blew up. And, you know, one of the things that I thought about with the dumbbell snatch when this workout came out is really the emphasis of technique with the dumbbell with for a snatch, you know, is it's often overlooked. It's overlooked more than it is with a barbell. With a barbell, we tell the you know, get your elbows high yeah. and that quick turnover, right? And keep the keep the bar close. Well, it's right. the same thing with the dumbbell. You still want to get your elbow high. You want to make you want to maximize yeah. that hip extension. So you're in that good position. So where you're just turning over and finishing out that snatch. If, if I can do those personally, and then if I can get my members and athletes to do that too, we're definitely going to mitigate the damage on their lower back because they're keeping the object really close to their body. They're, they're using the right things in the right moments right. You know, with the hip extension and that turnover. So I think that that is another thing to emphasize in the warm up and the breakdown. That's great. Athletes that aren't used to being judged to these type of standards, and this is what's great about the open is because it resets everybody for the rest of the year about what standards are, you know, coaches and athletes, you know, throughout the year, we can all get a little bit lazy with, you know, either, you know, holding our members to these standards and the members themselves even knowing what the standards are. So this is a great place for everybody to start. I think it really is going to be interesting, you know, when coaching athletes through this and, and going through this ourselves Really, if you can split the dumbbell, you're going to decrease the distance in which you have to jump because the handle is shorter than the heads of the dumbbell. So I think if they can stay centered over that dumbbell. Um, I just I just relooked. I'll give my opinion on this. I just relooked at the uh, standards and it seems intentionally vague. Uh, it says jump over the dumbbell. Both feet must be off the ground and some portion of both feet must clearly yep. pass over the dumbbell. Um, two foot takeoff is not required. Mm. It, it is intentionally vague. I think it's, they're like, I, we don't really care. Like if, if you're going around, the point is you're going from one side of the dumbbell to the other side of the dumbbell. I think the only thing that they're really looking for as far as standards is like at some point, both of your feet are in the air as you're moving across the dumbbell. I don't think that they're going to be super strict on any other kind of um, uh, standard for that just because the dumbbell is so small and it's they like, could be. I mean, if, if somebody's jumping, jumping slightly behind it, are they really giving themselves some sort of an advantage? You are behind it and you don't go that high. That is, it's a little quicker. It's going to save energy. I mean, is it worth arguing about? Probably not, but you know, there's always going to be someone in your gym like, hey, like I jumped over the middle. Why aren't they jumping over the middle? And, you know, like the standard, it, you know, should be held to everybody. Like as far as like when we're we have our people judging like, hey, this is what we're looking for. If you see your person, you know, give them a warning. But then, 
you know, we need to make sure we're queuing them. They can also, I mean, the other reason that I think that it, headquarters is not worried about it is it's not a two foot takeoffs. You could literally put one foot all the way over the dumbbell, not touch the ground, have the other foot t- like leave the ground and bring it back over. Like you can almost do basically My a camera. step over and it's still legal. So like, I don't think CrossFit headquarters is worried about going around the dumbbell. They want I think two they were feet like, in the air though, right? Yes. So like uh, stepping yeah. over and then before you touch on the other side, like lift okay. the other foot yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I actually um, like that. I mean, myself. That that I haven't tested how that would look, but I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that might be an okay way to do it too, is like start your step over and then just pop the other foot over at the last second. Yep. Um, I mean, you made that point so, earlier, Colby, about, you know, stepping back and stepping in. You know, Adler won that workout stepping into every burpee. Yeah. He stepped sure. in. He, was, he stepped he up was every fast. time. Yeah. Yeah. But my last piece of advice for like newer athletes on deciding like, Hey, should I do RX or should I do, um, the scaled weight? I think if you could do 30 or 21 reps unbroken, then you should do the RX weight. If you can't do 21 reps unbroken, you should probably do the scaled weight. Because I think, I think that if you can't do 21 of those unbroken, not saying that you should, but if you can, then you have a chance of finishing the workout. And that's the intention. Um, like we don't ever want to see somebody like say, Oh, we're going to do RX, but then they make it through 21 snatches, 21 burpees and 15 snatches in the 15 minutes. You're like, well, that was probably way too heavy for a dumbbell for you. Um, so they, they like definitely will miss the intention of the workout. But if, if they can do 21 of those snatches unbroken, and then you'd be like, that was really hard. That was really hard to do 21. Okay, break it up. Now let's see if we can do all of the reps. Yeah, as we've um, been kind of breaking this down, I even thought like even sets of three, a set of three and then a breath, a set of three and a breath, a set of three and a breath. Because even when you're alternating on the dumbbell snatch from hand to hand, some some people like to set the dumbbell completely on the ground and stand up and then come down and switch. So that would yep. kind of be that version of it. Yeah. Breaking it up. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that that's going to be a totally f- like feasible option for for people to do as well. Is like, hey, take your take your rest. You it should feel light enough, but don't feel like you have to do all of the reps. Yeah, you want to add? You might have said this, and I missed it. Um, I've been really focusing on resting in an overhead position with my dumbbells and with my barbells and it's really significantly um helped me to one not put that dumbbell down when you know in reality I can do two or three more reps versus you know letting the mind get to me and so I've been also cueing the members trying to make sure that as we go through and you have that moment like oh I'd rather set it down bring it overhead stay stacked and breathe and then try to continue from there because that's been what what was that okay. Colby? I don't feel like it's resting when I'm holding it overhead. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's really helped me to be able to finish those last couple of reps, whereas like before I would have to drop it. And I mm. found that I, I'm able to get through that little bit of pain to get to the finish line a little faster because nothing's worse than that feeling of like, I only have three more and I have to put it down because mentally yeah. like my 
physically I can do it, but mentally I haven't been able to get past that in the past. But now it, that's really helped me a lot. I think that's I think fair that's enough fair. for like um, 15, 15 and nine reps. Yeah. Like hold on cool. to it. Don't put it down. Yeah. So now that we've heard the workout, what's one member or maybe two members in your community that you automatically thought, hey, this is going to be a really good workout for this person? We'll go with Vince first. Yeah, I have a few. Uh, I definitely thought of you, JR, when this workout came out. This is right up your alley. You also thought of my good friend, longtime coaching mate, Charles Chung. I think this will be a really good workout for him. Yeah. Anybody that's, you know, not six foot three, this is going to help. You saw Fikowski kind of struggle. He's a tall guy. So yeah. it's a long way for the dumbbell to travel and a long way for that body to get down and up. Uh, Daniel Garcia, long time yes. friend of mine, an athlete that I've always admired. Uh, another athlete named Jill King. She is a master's athlete. She's in the 40 to 44 category, and she trains out of uh, strange strength and conditioning. And I've been really uh, had a chance to work out side by side with her and watch her at one of the recent comps here. And she is very fast. I can see her doing really well in this workout. Exciting. All right. Colby, what about you? I, I think that our very own Brenda Lorca is going to absolutely crush this workout. Um, she is a short athlete and she is speedy on some burpees. Um, so I have a feeling that she is going to be that in that sub eight minute range. Um, I think this is going to be an insane workout for her wow. dumbbell snatches and burpees over the bar or burpees eight minutes. I'm going to go out yep. of this office in five minutes and tell her that you just gave her that time limit. I think, I think <laughs> she's going to be able to hit a sub eight minute. That's a lot of pressure. That's amazing. But I think she can do it. All right. I uh, do have a couple people for mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have another one? Nope. That was it. That was it. Um, in our community here at Oxnard, I would say all the Nick Nickies. We have two Nicks mm. and a Nicky here, and they are all very fast, very young, and they um, live in the pain cave. They are really good about just pushing through. Super dynamic, very explosive, all three of them. And it's, I think it's ironic that it's Nick, Nick, and Nicky. And yeah. I would just like to see those three, just those three in a heat all by themselves. And that, I think that would be amazing. I think somebody might pass out if we put all three of them in the same because they would literally push themselves. They're kind of like a Daniel Garcia where they just go. And if somebody's in their group with them and they're fast, like they just rise and they just keep rising and you don't know how they're able to do it. That would be a fun one for sure. I have a question for the two of you, actually. Like, what are your own personal goals in this workout? What do you see yourself doing in this workout and your approach? Yeah, JR, oh. what do you see? <laughs> um, so this is what, what I'm going to tell me earlier. <laughs> this is how I'm approaching the, the open <laughs> this year. I have zero expectations. I'm going to go in and I want this year to be as fun as possible because in the years past, I put so much pressure for no reason at all on myself. And I will say that I usually create three weeks of hell for my husband because he's like over it. He doesn't want to hear how upset I am about doing something that so many people can't do. He doesn't want to see me moping around the house. He doesn't want to hear about me doing the workout two or three times. So this year, uh, I'm feeling really good about where my conditioning is. I know that I'm not quite up to the strength that I have been in years past, but the training for the marathon has really 
I think elevated my conditioning. So I feel really good about something like this. However, I'm not going to even think about a time. Um, I really have not thought like how fast I could do this. I'm not going to play any games. I'm just going to be safe with my body and just go in and have the best time. And Colby has been one of those forces in the last couple months just saying, Hey, like the more fun you have, the more you're going to enjoy it. I'm just not going to put that kind of pressure on myself. So I'm going to take um, your, your lead on this one, Colby, and just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Colby, gonna be- what about you? Yeah, that's my that's my outlook on all of this. I I feel like I can be competitive and I can strategize and I can like you know, get some nerves and go and then at the end of the day be like, "Oh man, like I just had fun." Like however well I did, I don't I don't feel like I have to um have a certain performance or like if I didn't get my best performance, like that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. Like I'm not going to redo any of these. <laughs> I'm not making money off of this. Like if it's not fun, like I don't want to do it. Um, so he like bros. the fun, the <laughs> now it's his the, turn to not have good internet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so I, I, I just want to have fun. My, I do have a goal though. My, my goal for this would be, I think sub nine minutes would be a goal for me. I, good. I'm hoping that I could beat sub nine minutes. We'll see. I feel like I'm pretty decent at dumbbell snatches. I really don't like burpees, but I'm I'm okay, especially You're when good the standard them. is is you um, those. is if the standard is stepping, like I can step up and down. I feel I could I could be consistent on them. So sub eight minutes would be awesome. If I don't, then I overestimate myself. But um, yeah, what about you, Vince? Are you going to be six six minutes, six thirty? No, as a matter of fact, these, this is like, even that 17 one, I was like the first year I did it, I couldn't get under the cap. I, in 21.2, four years later, I finished under the cap by three seconds. So nice. I know that this, this workout here is going to be a challenge for me, but I am competitive AF and I, every time the open comes <laughs> around for me, it is always the question to me, like. This is like just my own thing. Like, like you guys have your own thing. I want to squeeze every bit of energy I have out of these workouts. I want to like know that I couldn't have gotten one more rep. That's how I, kind of my mentality about the open and doing all this stuff, going to quarters or any competition. Like I love competing and I love trying to get fitter as I age and impress myself. And this is one chance that I get to, I spend all year focusing on other people. And when it comes down to, to the open and I get to go out there and do what I do and the members love their coaches watching them train and watching them work out and die alongside them. I want to, I want to put it out there. So that being said, it is not sub nine. Like there's, there's, a, there's 180 reps, right? There's 180 reps. And I'm like, if I can do 15 a minute, I'll be done in 12 minutes. So that like is a fair goal yeah. to me. If if I okay. finish faster than twelve, I'll impress myself. And if I'm after twelve, I'll be praying that I'm not capped. You could do that for yes, sure. For Fifteen sure. reps a minute. You got yeah. that. And yeah, I, I think that's we'll a say reasonable like, goal. Vincent spent the last year or so really working on his conditioning. I see, I can see like your conditioning has improved. There was a, a time when any burpee, running, anything like that, he hated and he may still but like his approach to it is not as much of a disgust look on his face where it's like hey i'm gonna go in and do it and he stays in his lane and he goes so i think that i think um you will be fine 
I appreciate that. And this is like, this is something I've been working with my athletes and myself here recently. And even when JR, you and I did this workout yesterday with burpees and running and the box jumps, it's like the mental aspect of these workouts and, and really assessing myself real time. Like, am I really in pain? Does this really hurt right now? Do I really need to rest or slow down? Because so much of fitness to me is between the ears for myself yes. and everybody that I work with. And so these are moments now like the open where I can really kind of honestly assess myself real time in these workouts. Like, can I go a little harder? Can I go a little faster? Do I really need to rest? Am, is this as painful as I'm telling myself it is? And we were in that workout yesterday. I felt really good. My conditioning, like, I can hang on to this pace. I can go, I could go faster if I needed to. And so I think the mental game is, is always something that fascinates me about myself and everybody around me. Well, every time I went out for a run, I was like, I'm going to get in before he comes out. And every single time here you come again, I'm like, he's moving faster than I anticipated. Yeah. So you did a good job. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Any final thoughts from either of you before we kick this off? No, let's have fun yeah. and push ourselves and ask ourselves, can I get another rep and redo this four times? Then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always no, the no, no, no. How many times am Are... I going to do this workout? The really, the goal is one and done. It's always one and done. Always, mm -hmm. but rarely. Until she gets like see... three more reps or finishes a minute faster. <laughs> like I got to redo it now. Um, okay, so Vince, where will you be doing this workout tomorrow or Saturday, and where? I'm going to try to do it tomorrow at horsepower. Uh, I've got oh, some nice. clients that I'll be training throughout the day there, so that kind of puts me there already. Uh, so I'm going to try to do it with that group over there tomorrow night. And I think you guys are going to be doing that at 6 p.m. It looks like. So please live stream that so I can see. Watch us die. Colby. JR, what um, about you? Oh, well, we're going to do this together tomorrow. Oh, seems that's like. right. And I think we're going to be doing it at 5 o'clock. Is that Vince, is that right? should we make some bets? Do you want to bet on who's going to win, me or JR? No, I don't. I don't want to, I don't want to bet. I would love to. <laughs> I'm going to take Colby. Oh, oh shit. Yes. Not, Only because I know by him. me taking Colby, it's going to make JR so upset and want to go so <laughs> no, hard tomorrow. No, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a new headspace, man. Like, this oh, is great. Yeah. Oh, sure. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know your headspace. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to be doing it at five. I am going to live stream this as well. So um, maybe you'll get an opportunity to see that and learn from a mistake that you might see. Yeah. All right, for everybody else out there who is planning on doing this workout tomorrow, good luck to everybody. Be safe. Listen to your coaches. If they're telling you to do something, it's because they have experience and they know you. So our goal is always to make sure that our athletes, our members are as successful, if not more successful than myself. I want to thank my special guest, Vince, for coming onto the show tonight and discussing 24.1. For me and my co-host, Colby, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week with two more episodes and good luck to everybody doing 24.1 this weekend. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> Go again. Three, two, one. Five.